Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where in the world you are, you are joining us for a special edition of Time to Come Alive. My name is Valerie Hope. I'm your host. I'm also your coach. And one of the things that I love about what I do is having the conversation with people that help you become more conscious, helps you get more connected, and ultimately create something of value in the world. And I do that by inviting some rock star people to share this time with me where I have an opportunity to connect with them, learn more about what they do, how they do it, and hopefully that serves you as a contribution to you all. Today we have a, a very special guest, but before we introduce our guest, I just wanna give you a couple of housekeeping notes. Those of you who are accustomed to using Zoom to join us for these Time to Come Alive episodes, will notice that today we're not using Zoom. Today we're using a different uh, platform called StreamYard. And the idea of StreamYard is that it gives me the opportunity to broadcast on multiple channels. For now, you're seeing this on Facebook Live. So if you're interacting with us today on Facebook Live, please feel free to use the comment section to write any questions that you have, to share any insights that you're getting from our conversation, anything at all. We'd like for you to participate as much as possible, even though we're not going to be able to see you or perhaps hear and, and engage with you that way. I want to do as much as I can through the comments. And there'll be some special opportunities today to, to do some things that are unique because of our special guest. So speaking of our special guest today, we have Gail Blair. She is a food and medical intuitive. Gail has been a dear friend of mine. I've done some work with her as well. And Gail, you and I have known each other now for, I want to say, five years. Mm -hmm. I remember, and you've been on Time to Come Alive before. You were actually, I think, one of the early guests. This is mm -hmm. episode number 49 wow. for me. Yeah. Wow. Yes, episode 49. So we'll ce celebrate a, a year in the show on December 4th. That's coming up soon. That's so you crazy. were one of the first, I don't know, within the first 10 episodes or so that I did earlier this year and talked lots about spirit and, and, and really, you know, healing the soul. And I think today's conversation is going to be quite interesting in and of itself. So before we start, today obviously is about food. We're coming up on a holiday, a very important mm -hmm. holiday in the United States, which is Thanksgiving and so much around Thanksgiving has to do with food, but because there are other countries that likely participate and listen to this podcast, I also want to acknowledge that this is a time of year where there is a lot of energy going around in what we call holiday celebration mode. Mm -hmm. And therefore food generally tends to be a big part of how we celebrate. So I thought today, opportunity, the opportunity today to have a food and medical intuitive like Gail talk about how our food not only nourishes our body, but also nourishes our soul would be more than appropriate. Before getting into all the detail, Gail, I'd love for you to share maybe a meditation that we can do briefly or mindful ex mindfulness exercise that will help us kind of get into the space for this conversation. Right. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share one that I've shared with a lot of clients and it's very apropos um, because we're going to get connected with our source of food which is Mother Earth, our source of nurturing on all levels, um, you know, in this physical realm. So this is going to be an abbreviated one um, because we only have a minute or so. So let's start by closing your eyes. And that feels 
right and taking a nice deep breath deep into your belly a lot of people have forgotten how to breathe when you take a deep breath your belly should expand like a balloon and when you let it go it should collapse like you're letting the air out of the balloon so just take a few of those Allow the breath to bring you present. And then on the next breath, take your awareness to your feet. And with the next breath, take your awareness to the undersides of your feet. And with the next breath, Imagine, see that you have white roots growing out of your feet like a tree. And on the next breath, attach a stone or a crystal to these roots. It can be whatever you want it to be. There's no right or wrong answer. And once you see that clearly, Start dropping that stone by your roots down through Mother Earth. Your destination is the very center, the core. With every breath, you're getting lower and lower. You're becoming more and more grounded, more and more centered. The world drops away. And with the next breath, you are there. Just sit there for a minute, soaking in this nurturing, unconditional love. That's what Mother, Mother Earth is. This is the womb of creation, nurtures every creative seed. Loves on it all unconditionally. The weed and the flower makes no difference. And with the next breath, start infusing your crystal or your stone with this energy. You're going to take it with you. Fully infused, you're going to start bringing it back up by your roots, back up through Mother Nature, back up through the earth. clearing the ground and set it right between your feet and say, I am grounded in truth and anchored in love. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Well, it's kind of oh. hard to be a responsible host when I'm in like the zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I hope nobody's commenting. <laughs> <laughs> thank you wow that was interesting i visualization is a hit and miss sometimes with me and but it was helpful to have some touchstones like feel the soles of your feet right in the ground so having something more based on sensation i found it made it easier for me to kind of focus in so it was very good thank you you're welcome
And I use an obsidian as my stone. Yeah. Yeah, good. Okay, I think it's best to start off by like real basic for those that might be listening and watching that have no clue what it means to be a food and medical intuitive. Can you please enlighten us? Well, the whole thing started at the end of 2011. And um, I realized the short story is, is, is I experienced um, um, hyper awareness and awakening, if you want to call it that. And I realized that I had an intuitive gift and it was focused on food. And um, I realized that I had the ability to know exactly what a body wanted and didn't want. And I created these food charts and the magic of them is um, you're leaving out what the body doesn't need. And you're only eating what the body what's really beneficial for, for the body. Um, there's different levels of compatibility. So it's compatible means the body can, uh, needs the food, can digest it, can assimilate it. And, and if it can't do any of that or all of that, then it's really not compatible, which mm -hmm. is not a big deal for healthy bodies. And the body knows how to release what it doesn't need. It's made to do that. But if you're healing the body, if you're, if you're in a healing mode, you don't want to be wasting energy on processing food or having to store things um, that the body doesn't need. So by knowing this, it puts you on a fast track. Um, I be, the, the, this chart is called food is talking. So through this process, I realized that the food was actually telling me things based on what was compatible, not compatible, highly compatible, even best buddies. That's a higher level. Um, I realized that I was getting downloads of what was actually going on with this person's body. Um, I don't diagnose, I don't give you labels, but I can tell you what organs are being affected. I can tell you what organs are talking. And so it all started with food. Um, then at some point, shortly, shortly afterwards, I realized that um, there, there's more to it than just the food. There's more than just the physical level. Every, we're, we're spirit, we're energy. Everything starts at that level. And then, and then it manifests physically if we don't understand it at that level. It'll come in in a way that we can understand it. So then I realized, oh, we need to get to the energetic root of dis-ease, right? And so in session, uh, I get to the energetic root and the physical root of disease where you can get um, resolution, uh, which is you know, complete uh, a solution forever, right? <laughs> so you're not going to go back and repeat things. So our body is a miraculous machine, and it's not just a vessel that lets us experience life, but it actually is a conduit to source. So it tells us everything. All we have to do is listen. And so that's what happens is I'm listening. So in that sense, I'm also a channel. Um, you know, there's things that can just be cleared. And in that sense, I'm, I guess you would call me a healing, a healer, but I call myself a healing facilitator. Mm -hmm. um, it's awesome when something can just be cleared out just like that. It served its purpose. Bam. It can just be cleared in a lot of cases. Uh, so anyway, that's 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 the journey. <laughs> so Bill, I know you and I've had several conversations, but for the benefit of those who may not be familiar when you say, so this intuition, this message that you're getting from food or from the body, 
Does everyone have access to that or is this something that is just gifted to certain types of people? No, I do a workshop. I realized, I also realized early on that everybody has this intuitive gift. They just lost it because they haven't been using it. So when people go through a process with me, at some point they're ready to start learning how to do this. You've done it. Mm -hmm. And then, then you go through a workshop. Um, it's not, a, it's a, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. It's a, you know, we, we lost it over time. We're not going to, um, it's not going to come back, you know, right away. You have to use it. It's a user leave it thing. So, you know, in the workshop, I, I show people how, if, if they can get out of their head, you've got to get out of your head, right? Because you're basically accessing divine guidance and that guidance is not going to argue with you. If you already have an opinion about something, you're not going to get it. If you're, if your head is already full of what you think, you know, you're not going to get it. So the first step is getting out of your head. So those are the things that we, that I, that I show you in the workshop. There's ways to do that. Can you share an example? Because I, I, I you know, I get, I can get that you have, we have preconceived notions about food. Oh, this is good. This is bad. This is my favorite. This is, good. we have all these judgments, but I'm curious about something real specific that you would hear as it relates to something that we eat. Like what kind okay, of, well, I'll give you a real, uh, this is very specific. Okay? okay. Recently a doctor came out um, and I'm not going to mention any names, but said that, you know, these foods are poison. Don't ever eat these foods. Right. There's a certain, a lot. It seems like every week there's a, a superfood. Tony yeah, tomatoes. They're, yeah. they're toxic. Right. Yeah. And I know and one of the things I get really clearly is that there's good in everything because our source is good. Right. So that means that it has to be good in everything has to be. So how do you bring the good out? We well, have to look for the good. If you're thinking that something's going to harm you, well, then you're going to get what you ask for. Ask and you shall receive. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you're looking for the good, then the good is going to shine through. And that's true of all food. There's good in all of it. I don't care how much, you know, chemicals, um, they're made from two organic materials. Mm. There's still good in that, right? But if we judge the food, it's going to judge us back. So that brings me to the food blessing. But basically this one thing, when I read that, I'm going, and I always say this, you know, show me a higher perspective because I know that this is not true, but I don't understand why it's not true. So help me to understand you know, on a, on a level that I can actually talk about and I won't sound crazy. <laughs> Give me a way of saying this. There's one thing that's sounding crazy and another one people listening for crazy. So, yeah, but, you know, the thing is, is that I, I do after thousands of food charts, I know that tomatoes are not bad for everybody. Mm -hmm. I know that they're bad for some people, but not for everybody. Mm -hmm. But so anytime I hear a blanket statement like that, I'm going, I'm, I'm automatically going no anyway. Because we're so unique that there's no, I know, I know this from the food charts. There's no way that not, you know, one good food could be good for everybody. And one bad food could be bad for everybody. That doesn't make any sense. Mm. So anyway, what spirit told me was um, that tomatoes in the skin, they do have a toxin, but the human body knows how to release toxins. So the healthy body, unless it's just overly sensitive to this thing, will release this toxin when it's working right. So I can depend on the chart to tell me when a body is working working properly because mm -hmm. some things will come back to compatible that weren't before. 
right? So uh, tomatoes are a nightshade. If you have inflammation in your body, they will irritate the inflammation. They don't cause it. None of the nightshades cause inflammation. They irritate inflammation that's already there. And so with the tomatoes, there's there in other nightshades, there is this toxin. And some people can eat tomatoes with no skin. Some people don't have any problem with tomatoes whatsoever. So, you know, when this came out, I started testing different levels. You know, I would say, okay, are they compatible with unpeeled, peeled, cooked? And I'll have to tell you that most people are compatible when their bodies are working right. They're compatible with all of it. And there's a few that won't be. So anyway, that's the front. That's an instance where, oh, yeah, guidance will yeah. tell you. Yeah. You and I have done some some work around this for my own nutrition. I remember with the food chart and that not only are there certain foods that are compatible, there are certain foods that are compatible at certain times. Right. Anyone, for example, I think it was like spinach that came up and, and it just so happened that eating greens was something that I needed to amp up a little bit in my own nutrition. But yeah. now the overindulgence or overabundance of any particular food also creates imbalance. All, I know the body works in perfect synergy and balance. This is one of this is the third missing link in the book coming out eventually. I keep saying that, but the third missing link is, is all bodies in nature thrive in perfect synergy and balance. Mm -hmm. And the body knows how to keep that balance. And so if you're eating things that the body really doesn't need, think of your body as a big toolkit and your what you're eating are the nutrients that are stocking the toolkit you use for maintenance repair. It's not just to satisfy the taste buds. You know, yeah. there's a, there's a bigger purpose going on here. And so let's say you keep eating the same things over and over again. Well, you're missing a lot of tools. Yeah. So when I'm doing a food chart, I can tell what you've been eating a lot of because it'll come up not quite compatible. Mm. And then I'll say, Valerie, you've been eating a whole bunch of spinach or, you know, or whatever it is, because it's good food. It's not quite compatible. Why is that? Oh, well, I, I've been putting spinach in my smoothies every day for two weeks now. Well, now your body's saying. Hey, give me something else. Give me some Swiss chard or give me some kale or give me some parsley, yeah. you know, you know, mix it up. And the thing is, is that if you keep doing the same things over and over again, there's a chance you'll develop a food intolerance. Yeah. The intolerance is your body's way of saying, I really don't need any more of that. Mm. And then you can even create an allergy. And the allergy is saying, is yelling. I told you, I really don't need any more of that. Right. It's so, like almost blasphemy, though, to say that I have a food intolerance for spinach. <laughs> My parents. What I'm saying is, if I did a chart on you and your body came up and it was on the line, it's not quite compatible. It's not quite not compatible. What that's saying is, one, you hate it. I can I pick up on the energy of that. Uh -huh. Or number two, you don't need any more of that right now. Totally. Just yeah. mix it up. Well, yeah. let me ask you this. This takes us in a little bit of a, of a journey here because they are so, I remember when I was a kid and I just could not stomach vegetables very well. I would be the last person to get up from the dinner table because my dad always said, you cannot get up until you finish everything on your plate. Sorry, dad, but you did do that. <laughs> and I would sit there for hours sometimes just moving that piece of green bean around or whatever. But as I've matured, I've learned how to, you know, consume vegetables. Now I know how to cook them. And it's actually my favorite thing to cook. But I'm right. thinking about children specifically. You know, this is a time and a place where there's a lot of battles in a family around food. So how do you work with especially children growing, needing the nutrition and some of their food, 
uh, challenges. Sneaky. Okay. My, my friend Alita uh, taught me this. If you cut something up really small mm-hmm. and you cook it, you're going to get away with a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> so, uh, and plus, it, uh, well, I'll give you this, for instance, I made uh, marinara sauce the other night or spaghetti sauce, me and my daughter, we cooked and I put a ton of spinach in it, chopped it up real small. When it's all cooked, you never know what's there. Mm-hmm. So you just do things small. You, for kids, you just chop it up small. Mm. And it has to taste good. I think that's the responsibility of the parent to make sure the food tastes good. Tastes good, absolutely. You know, it's got to taste. It, you know, the taste. My motto: the taste buds don't care if it's plant, animal, or healthy. They only care if it's delicious. That's it. Mm-hmm. Right. So make it delicious, and they'll eat anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Very- I make my chocolate mousse. It's, you know, very, you know, it can be no sugar if you want it to, but it's made out of avocado and chocolate. You don't have to tell the kids that. It just tastes delicious. <laughs> I love that. So, so let's go back back to the body and what the body says, because I, I can also see, I, I spent 90 days this past starting this, end of the summer through the beginning of November on this program where I really had to pay attention to my nutrition and look at the kind of foods that I was choosing to eat and then eventually kind of wean myself off some of the the low value foods. But, But I know that in the program, there are so many other people, we all struggled with this emotional attachment that we had to certain foods. So Yes, nutrition, I mean, the, the taste buds want delicious food, but there's always seems to be some kind of emotional connection as well to the kind of foods that we choose to eat and like. How mm-hmm. do you reconcile that in this whole process? Well, everything's relationship. We're in relationship with everything, everything. And, you know, we're in relationship with our food. And the quality of the relationship depends on what we think about it. So if we struggle with our relationship with food, and I have a lot of clients that have, that struggle with the relationship, it's, it's probably the primary thing that people come and see me for. And it could, it could, it can go from one extreme to another. It could be where people can't hardly eat anything to people who can't stop eating. Right. Um, but it all goes back to a relationship that you developed around food. Um, when you were little. Uh, and that's what, and I'm not going to say across the board, that's for everybody, but I'm, I have enough experience with this to know that there's a lot of truth in it. Um, so food represents nurturing. Hmm. So if you, and again, just because you, this is about what you think about it, not what really happened, what we think about it and what really happened can be, two very different things, right? But if somewhere along the line you perceived that you weren't nurtured, then you may use food to to, um, make up for that. Mm. Because food is very, very nurturing. It's our our sustenance. That's what it is. And it could have been something really silly, you know, like... um, you know, who knows? I mean, the way you took your dad, what he said to you, you got to eat everything on your plate. He, that food may have become an enemy at that time mm. it, with somebody else. Right. I'm not saying that's what happened with you, but we all perceive different. Things. 
perceive things differently. So we can all have the same experience and everyone is going to perceive it differently. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that's come up over and over again is that if we have a problem with our relationship with food, it usually has to do with a perception of nurturing yeah. or not being nurtured. Um, and that could be, it could be a, a disconnect from being nurtured. It could be a, a disconnect from mother earth herself, you know, never, never really being connected with making the, the body uh, food connection. You know, it could be that um, where people don't even realize that, Oh, you know, that food is actually, you know, there for nutrients. That's what it's there for, you know, just totally disconnected. Yeah. So it could, be, it could be one or the other. But it's all about relationship. I can totally see that. We actually, in, as part of this program, we had weekly coaching calls. And there was a particular call where the coach asked, I'm going to give you a name of a food and asked us to write in the chat the association we had with that food. Yeah. So I think the first one was like pizza. And on the chat, it just blew up, you know, family, uh, pizza night baseball basketball you know sports there's all sorts of associations that people had to that food right. um, and i think the other one was like um so then he flipped it and the coach said well if i asked you if i said here's an emotion what is your go-to food when you're experiencing that emotion and i think his first one was like lonely if you feel lonely and i remember i potato chips and i'm like oh, potato chips i didn't realize <laughs> But that there is this connection for me in like, well, if I'm by myself, I was late at night, I don't have anyone I need to talk to or whatever, then potato chips seem to be my go-to food. Yeah. There's so a reason why comfort food is called comfort food, right? Oh. <laughs> by yeah. the way, I'm a, I was a chef to begin with before all this started. So I revamped a lot of comfort foods that are healthy. Comfort yeah. There's nothing wrong with them being healthy. That is so true. So no, I, I love what you're saying about the food being relationship and that it does represent nurturing. And we nurture, quote unquote, try to nurture ourselves through food. But ironically, a lot of the foods that we choose to nurture us don't really nurture the body. So can you speak a little bit to the impact of food on the body ultimately? You know, you said about um, the harmony and the alignment that we're trying to, to get, right? This balance that we're trying to get. So when you are doing work with a client, how do you see the food that you, you know, the food chart that you work with them on impact their body? Like what does it do to have this food chart and their health? Well, if they'll do it, you know, and some people, are, honestly, some people are so in fear of, of um, you know, they've had such an experience with food, a negative experience with food, Sometimes it's hard to get them to open up and say, say to, to even accept that they can't eat this. Because if, if the chart is saying you can eat this, you can eat this. Right. Mm -hmm. But if you have it in your mind that you cannot and you can't let that go, then what I tell people is don't even bother. Because if you can't let go of the fear, don't eat it because you're going to bring to you what you fear. Yeah. So if you think you're going to have a certain reaction, then you're going to have it. So don't, mm -hmm. you know, don't even bother. But then I have a lot of other clients that recognize that, uh, you know, one, I'm not telling them this. Their body is telling them, not me. And that kind of that creates a whole different environment. 
right? And they're willing to, to try something because, hey, my body says I can eat this. And then what happens? Things just shift drastically. You know, when people are open, things shift within a week really quickly, right? What kind of shifts have you seen when people actually take on the, the food charts? Well, what happens is their body comes back into balance because the, the food is actually bringing the body back into balance. And when you bring the balance back, and usually that happens within a week if you do the chart, and you bring that body back into balance, well, everything falls in place, you know? Um, so the body's always seeking synergy and balance and everything thrives. You're either in decay mode or you're in thrive mode, but you're never in between. And so what you eat and think to, it, it is what decides the mode you're in. And it's more importantly what you think. It doesn't matter what you eat. You know, there's a big difference. Uh, if you just listen to the energy of it, I'm eating to avoid disease or I'm eating to honor my body and support optimum health. You can hear the difference. Yeah. So if you're eating out of fear, then mm. you haven't solved a problem because <laughs> the fear is the root of the problem. The problem is energetic. It's not physical. See? That's uh, interesting when you say that because I can also think about the diet mentality that many have in the society that most of the food it seems that we consider when diet friendly food is out of fear, out of fear of gaining weight, out of fear of cholesterol, out of fear of like, there's all these, you know, diabetes, there's all these different diseases that are linked to, to nutrition. So it sounds like what you're, what you're saying, if I'm understanding you correctly, is that the intention that we have when we eat, if it's around something that we're wanting to avoid some, you know, some fear around the disease or fear around our, you know, gaining weight, et cetera, that that actually works against us. Works against you. Our intention is about nourishing our, our body and what the body needs. Right. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. You know, I say it real simply. It doesn't matter what you think if your thoughts are toxic. Mm. And that explains why some people, it looks, according to the world, they're doing everything right. Yeah. And, you know, stuff happens. Mm. And then some people look, it looks like they're doing everything wrong. You know, like my grandmother, you know, lived to be 93 years old and ate bacon and eggs from the time she could chew every day. And the world said that's bad. It wasn't bad for her, but she's happy. Mm. Or George Burns, I think I read somewhere he smoked 25 cigars a day, you know. Yeah. And so what we think is what we think creates everything. There's not one single thing that wasn't that was created that wasn't thought of first. Yeah. So That's if we want to create health, we have to really go here. And what we think has to be in alignment with it. So last little question about this. And then I want to move on into some of the food, the other food and the celebration stuff. When you think of when you say the body is in alignment and it's harmonized, can you describe what that looks or feels like? Because I, I want the people who are listening and watching to understand and maybe even be able to to notice. Oh, when my body's out of line, is this is how it it reacts, or this is what I should look for? Can you give us some ideas of everybody, what? Everybody experiences it differently, and it depends on what part of the you know certain parts of the body can be. Uh, well, you're gonna if you're out of alignment somewhere, eventually you're gonna be out of alignment you know, everywhere. But the thing is, let's say, you know, I'll give you a, for instance, with me, I can eat bread, but I can't eat a ton of bread. Mm -hmm. and so my body will let me know when I've had enough. And here's the thing. 
this is probably the most important thing is to start being in tune with your body. Mm-hmm. You know, to start listening to your body. Some people never ever question how a food actually feels in their body. You know, they just eat it and they never give it a second thought. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is that if you would just sit there and be present with that food, and we're going to talk about that with the food blessing in a minute. But if you would just sit there and be present with that food, you'll start feeling right away how that food feels in your body. Yeah. Right. And certainly within an hour or so, you're going to know, oh, well, that made me feel tired. That mm-hmm. made me feel sleepy. That made me feel sluggish. That energized me. Oh my gosh, I could go for, I could go all day long on that food, you know, um, start becoming present and noticing how, how the food affects your body. Um, you know, if you get gas, you know, that's a sign that your body's struggling digesting that food. Mm-hmm. But some people they get gas and they're like, Oh, I wonder why I have gas. Well, <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't even remember what they ate the last meal. Right. Because they were so that disconnected from it. Mm. That's really, really good. I think. And, you know, one of the things that I learned in that process of 90 days that paying attention to that, you know, we were there, we were asked, pay attention to how you feel before you eat something while you're eating it 30 minutes afterwards. Right. right? And then maybe an hour or two after. And you're right. When I started to explore potato chips, for example, like my little go to comfort food, I realized that among you know before eating it, it was this excitement, anticipation, mm, the salty crunchiness, right? But then, literally, I would say within 30 minutes, sometimes even 15 minutes, sluggishness would set in because I was that like conscious of it. So you're absolutely right that there's there's something about being in tune and paying attention to the impact that food has on us. But we become so deadened either because we're consuming it, like you said, mindlessly. And it could be also because I think sometimes we've combined so many things that we have no idea, like what's the culprit, right? That we're not necessarily using the, we're not, well, how do you best explain it? The, the types of food that we're eating are, um, as they say, non-functional foods, right? They just don't work for our system, but there's such abundance of non-functional foods. It's like, you can't identify which one is working, which one is not. So yeah. very interesting. Okay. A good question to ask yourself. If you keep doing, you know, eating things that you know are not compatible, and I'm going to say compatible because there really means not even good or bad food. It's only what is compatible at any one time. But if you keep eating foods that you know are not compatible and you know are harming your body, you know, the question is, is to ask yourself is why do you want to keep harming yourself? Mm. Because the reality is, is that when you really love yourself, you're going to start becoming intolerant of causing pain to yourself, just like you'd be intolerant of pain being caused to another loved one. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so you want to get at the root. That's the energetic root. You want to get at the root of why you want to cause pain to yourself. Wow. Oh, yes. That's sorry, guys. That was a little deep. But <laughs> on that note, we're going to do something fun. We're going to bless some food. This is what exactly it's about being deep. Yeah. Okay, so now I know that you said you have you have a way of divining, right, of, of identifying whether or not there's a food that's positive or negative. And anyone that's listening live right now, welcome you to actually bring have a food item that you would like uh, to test. So yeah, put it in the chat. You know, 
is so I've got this food. What I want, what what we want to know, well, what I want to show you today is the power of a food blessing for Thanksgiving. That's the main thing. Um, because it does no good to judge the food. If you judge the food, it's going to judge you back. And here's another way of looking at this. You know, there's a whole ton of people in the world that don't have a choice in what they eat. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes we don't have a choice in what we eat. I mean, we're going to a family reunion or Thanksgiving or whatever, and there'd be, there may be foods there that you think, and I go through this with clients. Oh, what am I going to eat? I've got this food chart. There may not be anything on it. Well, you bless it with love and gratitude and you enjoy it and you move on. <laughs> and you allow this good that's in that food to nourish your body. If you judge it, you shut that down completely. Mm -hmm. And so that's what, what I'm getting ready to show you what that does, you know, how, how that works. So if somebody's got a food that uh, they want to bless and uh, see what happens when it's blessed, um, put it in the chat. If not, I'll go get something. I think you might have to get something just in case, because yes, I put it in the chat. I'll be right back. I'll keep an eye out in case. So very good. I think, you know, the things that Gail has been explaining to us is not only does we have a very intimate relationship with food, not only because of the foods that we choose, that we love, that are delicious to us, but also because there's some emotional attachment to some of the foods that we that we also enjoy that and the way it nourishes our body and how our body responds to food. So a few things so far, just to track the conversation is to make sure that we're present with the foods that we eat, because that makes a difference in being able to identify whether or not the food is for us, right, is, is compatible or is not. Now, part of what Gail does in her work is also identify what foods exactly are the types of foods that are compatible. And, and this is, I think, a, a small demonstration of how that works. So go for it, Gail. Well, okay. So I, I, I went to dinner the other night and I won some yummy stuff. And I think we'll all agree that there's nothing more satisfying than really good Italian food. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I won, uh, it's a vodka sauce and mm -hmm. it's a spinach pasta, but of course it's, it's made with wheat. And, um, so, this may not be completely compatible to my body right now. Um, and I'm going to ask, um, I'm going to use the dowsing rods so you can see it. So I'm going to, the dowsing rods are for those. Okay. That are so these are down, these are mm -hmm. copper dowsing rods. Hopefully everybody can see these. Mm -hmm. And, um, I get the answers in my head, but I can leave my head out of it and just ask the dowsing rods. Okay. Um, so usually oh, what I is I get the answers in my head and then I'll, uh, then I, I will uh, uh, verify with a, another instrument like a dowsing rod, right? So I want to know if this spinach fettuccine is compatible to my body right now. So I'm just going to ask. And, and there's different tools. This is just one tool. You can actually use your body too. And I show you all this in the workshop. Okay. So I'm going to remember that everything's coming. Hang on just a second. Um, answers are coming in on a breath. So if you hold your breath, you're not going to get an answer. So what you do is you take a deep breath before you ever ask. And that breath clears your mind. Literally, it clears your mind. So you take a deep breath and then you ask, is this fettuccine compatible to my body right now? Clear. Is this fettuccine compatible to my body right now? You can see they're not moving. 
that's an in-between. That means it's not quite compatible, not quite not compatible, right? Gail, just one second, because I know there's probably people who have never seen dowsing rods before. They have no clue of how they work. What are they should what should they be looking for? What kind of movement? How much? How little? Okay, so you want to hold them um, shoulder width apart. And these dowsing rods are just picking up on energy. Your thoughts are powerful energy. And guidance is <laughs> this guidance is coming through as powerful energy. That's all that's happening. And people are familiar with dowsing rods for dowsing for water, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, water is very grounding. And what happens when, when you go dowsing from water, that the rods will actually close because it's it, it's grounding. If it's a if, if it's a it's a grounding, it's a vortex, literally. Water is a ground it, it creates an inflow vortex. And then there's outflow vortexes too, but water is very grounding. Um, okay, so so basically, dowsing rods have been around forever, forever and ever, and it's a way to measure energy. That's all it's for. It's not, um, what's the word I'm trying to say? Um, there's no power in the rod on its own. It's just measuring energy, the energy coming through. That's all. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when I said this was on the line, that means it's not quite compatible to me. And so now I'm going to ask, if the, is, is the sauce completely compatible to me? Clear. Is this pasta sauce compatible to my body right now? Okay. So the sauce is, you can see they open. They didn't open real big. That means it's not highly compatible, mm -hmm. but they open. That means the sauce is compatible to me, but Probably the wheat is not completely compatible to me because I had bread yesterday. Okay. So now what I want to do is we're going to take all that energy out. I'm creating a blank slate and we're going to bless this food. Okay. And my food blessing, which I sent to you, Valerie, you mm -hmm. have, um, I think you're going to send it to people. I'll, yeah. I'll post it in, in the notes so that people have access to this. Right. What Use it. This is a food blessing specifically for right before the meal or be, while you're preparing right it. Before you, right before the meal, when you're sitting down to eat, and you're saying grace. Okay. Okay. This is the grace I say. And it, and this is not a religious thing. We've been blessing food since the beginning, beginning of time too. And there's a reason. And all cultures bless food. And there's a reason for that because it raises the vibration of it for number one. That's another thing I want to test. It raises the vibration, number one. Number two, the love and gratitude and the enjoyment of the food, the sheer pleasure that you receive from it, if you'll allow it, will actually bring the food into alignment with your body. Mm. And so there's two things going on is the is the pleasure, the enjoyment part and the blessing of the food and gratitude. Right. And so what I want to do now is I want to ask what the vibration of this food is. And so when I get to the right one and I don't know, I, have to I just want to pick these up. I have no clue. I'm going to ask the, the, the fettuccine first. What is the vibration of this? I'm going to start with low and the rise will open when I get to the right answer. Clear. What's the vibration of this? Clear. Is it low? No. Clear. Is it medium low? No. See, they're closing. You can see that. I don't know if you can see that, but that's no. Okay, no. And then they go right back to center again. It's amazing how they do that. Clear. Is the vibration medium? Yes. You see them open? Yeah. Okay, so I know it's medium vibrational. It could be higher than that. 
Mm. So I'm going to ask the vibration of the pasta sauce now and clear. Is the pasta sauce low? No. Is it medium low? No. Clear. Is it medium? No. Clear. Is it? Okay. So I, my next question is medium high. And they opened even before I got it out of my mouth. Okay. Yeah. So now I want to ask, is it high? It's high. Clear. Is it extremely high? Clear. Is the vibration extremely high? No. So it's a high vibrational sauce. That means there's probably a lot of good energy in that. There's probably a lot of love that went into making it. Mm. You know, when you get something that's high vibrational, that's usually what happens. There's love in there. Right. Mm. And so what I want to do is now I, okay, I'm going to just act like I've got this plate in front of me and it's blessed and I'm, I'm going to bless it. And then we're going to test the vibration of it. Right. But, I'm, you know, the thing is, it's probably already pretty high because of the sauce. If it were just going with the, let's just say I'm going to leave the sauce out of it. We'll do the fettuccine. So I've got the fettuccine on my plate. Maybe I've got some pesto sauce that I mixed it up with. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wish I had some real food sitting here because I really honestly never done it like this before. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had some food too. You're making me hungry. I do with food, you know, right in the beginning, right before we eat something. I have my smoothie. Okay. What okay. is the vibration of your smoothie? Clear. Oh. Is the vibration medium now? Clear. Is it medium high? Clear. Is the vibration high? So it's high. So that's not, you know, it's already high. Okay. So let's do the fettuccine clear. Let's just bless the fettuccine clear. And here's the blessing. And we're going to get grounded again. All of us do it together. Get grounded again. An immense... No, that's not how that starts. That's the alchemy prayer. Never mind. <laughs> I got several prayers. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for this glorious abundance. Thank you, every creation that took part in this one. Every hand, every plant, every animal. Bless you. Thank you for the perfect nourishment this now provides my body. And thank you for this body that knows exactly what to do with it. And thank you for the sheer pleasure of it. An immense appreciation, love, and gratitude. Thank you. So be it. And so it is. Amen. Okay. And my ear popped when I was doing that. And that's another story. So <laughs> that means God is, God is just talking to me, right? Okay, so let's see what happened. Clear. <sighs> What's the vibration of this? Clear. Is the vibration low? Clear. Is the vibration low? No. Is the vibration medium low? No. Clear. Is the vibration medium? No. Clear. Is the vibration high? Clear. Is the, and they opened. You saw they opened, but they didn't open much. Clear. Is the vibration very high? Clear. Okay. And you see when I say clear, how they come back to center? Can you mm -hmm. see it? Yeah, I see it. Uh-huh. The, the couch is a little hard to see because it blends into the, the chair. All right. <laughs> sure. Okay. Is the vibration very high? Clear. Is the vibration extremely high? Okay. So they open wider, right? Okay. So you can see what happens. This went from medium to extremely high. From that. Uh, but I had it was a heartfelt blessing, which is kind of hard when you're doing it 
as an, you know, when you're not doing it, you're getting ready to eat. But I had to get there to that heart. I had to get to that heartfelt place to be able to, to do that. So, um, but yeah, if you bless your food with love and gratitude, you enjoy it. You, one of the ways that you uh, honor the food is by being present with it. Mm. You know, I use this analogy. If you're sitting, you've ever watched people sitting there having dinner in a restaurant and they're both on their phones. Yeah. Well, they're not honoring that relationship, are they? Mm. Well, it's the same thing with food. If you're sitting there and you're in, and of course, when you get in a family gathering, there's going to be a lot of eating mindful, uh, mind, mindlessly because there's lots of conversations and things like that going on. But it's just stop every now and then to pay attention to the food. Mm. And that's really the only time we overeat is when we're eating mindlessly. You know, because when we're mindful, we know we're more full, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just being honoring the food, like not be reading, not be watching TV. You know, when's the last time you actually sat and was just with the food, just with the food, giving it your undivided attention, right? So, I think you do it on a regular basis, but you're right. I think that's the difference in the amount of energy infused, that we infuse our food with. Right. Question for you. So likely people don't have dowsing rods to go around <laughs> and do this. But when you are purchasing food, and we're, we're getting ready to start Thanksgiving, like I said, next week. And I know part of my responsibility, because we're having this big family reunion here in Dallas, is to go out and get some of this food and not necessarily prepare all of it, but I'm helping others get their ingredients. Right. What, what would be the responsibility of those of us who go grocery shopping as it relates to how this food energetic exchange works? There's one big rule that I always follow and are one thing to really remember. The minute something is taken off the tree or vine, it's life force energy is going down. Mm -hmm. So we, because with all the technology that we have, we're, we're able to buy food from all over the world. That doesn't mean it has any nutrition in it. Mm -hmm. So if it took two weeks to get here, it may look good, but there may not be anything in it. Mm -hmm. So one good thing that, that you can do is find out if you're buying a bunch of produce, uh, find out when they get their delivery. When do they get their produce delivery where you shop? Same thing with seafood and meat and poultry. When do they get their seafood, meat and poultry? And that way, you know, you're buying as fresh as you can. Okay. Right. Um, hmm. When you're cooking, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I just got this with a client the other day. She, or No, today. It was today. She's, she's, she's going, um, you know, the food is infused with the energy of, 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 of the journey from the time it was planted all the way through uh preparation so and i know i know this sounds crazy and i realized that i can actually see the animal that the meat that this meat came from and i can tell if it's clear or not right so when you're cooking the food um that would be a good time to bless it mm. you know as you're cooking it and also watch your energy while you're cooking it so with this one client she's like oh my gosh i just uh, you know, we were talking about how the the food gets infused with energies. Um, for instance, I was telling her, you know, if you're under a lot of stress when you're cooking, well, that that energy of stress is infused in the food and it may cause stress on somebody's body. Uh, it might be harder to digest, for instance. Uh, 
So she's like, oh, my gosh, I just did that. And I, she said, can I bless it retroactively? And I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> so, you know, be when you're cooking, be mindful when you're cooking. You know, it's really hard to be stressed when you're when you're one with the food. And I, you know, this happened to me. You might have read this blog. I put a blog out and I was training chefs on a weekend in August the end of August, my AC went out. Mm-hmm. And so at one point it was like 98 degrees in my house. Oh, and there was three of us and both, all of them, you know, everybody, you know, the, the two chefs said, yeah, I can do this. Not a problem. One of them, she, she is, she's a, uh, it's owned three restaurants and, you know, used to being in a hot kitchen. So that was like, it wasn't a big deal for her. But what we realized is that when we were really present with what we were doing, that we weren't, we weren't even sweating. We never broke a sweat. Mm-hmm. We didn't start sweating until we came out of that mode and became back and came back into the world. That yeah. we were aware that it was actually hot and we started sweating. And that happened over and over again over the course of a couple of days. And we were all in awe. We're going, wow. <laughs> you know, so when you're present, literally the world goes away. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but again, being present with your food while you're cooking and eating it is honoring and loving the food. That's what you're doing. That That's so interesting. You share that there's, there's obviously a lot to do with being present, but you even mentioned how the moment the food is removed from its source, right? That the energy is, is detached from it. But that goes to speak to the idea of eating whole foods. Right. Because I imagine if it's in a conveyor belt or coming out of a Petri dish or something like that, it may not have any life to begin with. Uh, Well, you know, you operate in wholeness. Yeah. Right. So when I say wholeness, I mean, you're you are not disconnected from anything. We all are operating in this wholeness. Mm. And um, it makes sense that our body operates most effective effectively when we give it whole foods. It recognizes the food in wholeness. When we start separating things out, like, you know, we take all these separate vitamins and things. Yeah. Not working. Yeah. Um, everything works in synergy, balance, wholeness. That's what synergy means, you know, oh, and, and, you know, wholeness. And so, yes, we want to primarily eat whole foods. Does that mean that you have to be perfect? No. You know, it means that, um, you know, for me, what it means is I, eat for my body about 80, 80% of the time, maybe a little more than that. And then, but if I want something, I'm going to eat it, but I'm going to bless it. You know, I'm not going to judge it. So if you're eating something and you're going, you know, what's running in the background is that this is not good for me. This is going to hurt me. Then you just negated the prayer. Yeah. You have to be, you have to have pure intention. Mm-hmm. So people wonder why they're not manifesting what they want. It's because they're saying one thing, I want this, but then they're opposing it with Thank another you. thought, right? So, exactly. So best case scenario is the universe is confused. <laughs> Worst case scenario is um, you're going to manifest what you don't want. Mm. Right. I love that. So, so once you bless it, enjoy mm. it and let it go. Yeah. And uh, I, I use a client example for that one, too. I had someone who made who who reached a weight goal. She wanted to lose 65 pounds and she did. 
And then she's going to go on this cruise. And you know what cruises are all about, right? And she's like, hmm, you know, she starts worrying about it. I'm going to gain all this weight back. And I said, no, no, you're not. You know how to work this now. Obviously, you know how to work it. I said, what are you going to do? And she said, I'm going to bless everything and I'm going to enjoy it. Thank you. Mm. And she lost weight on the cruise. Oh, nice. Yeah. Lost weight on the cruise. But I think that there's some things that, you know, some themes here, obviously the, the being present, not only to how our body is communicating, how the food is reacting, right. Or how we're reacting to the food, being present when we're eating, being present as we're preparing the food. That's one thing I just, as you're talking, I was thinking, I actually think I'm much more present when I'm preparing the food than when I'm consuming it. Right. <laughs> there's, there's something around cooking. I enjoy cooking. I usually play music that I enjoy too. So it adds to that. And do you remember this movie? Maybe it was back in the nineties. Uh, in Spanish it's called Como Agua para Chocolate or like water. Yes. yes, like water yeah. for chocolate. So that's all about how to infuse food or how the food was a, a vehicle for all the emotions that the people who were preparing it yeah. were experiencing yeah. as they were preparing it. So. I, I like what you're what you're saying about that because I could not only experience it myself, but I remember that movie made such an impact in seeing, oh, that's what that means. Food, like, is, food is so important. It's one of the most important things to you know to to life on this planet. Yeah. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's meant to be enjoyed, and it's meant meant to be loved, and it's meant to be nurturing and sustaining. It's meant to do all that. It absolutely is. Uh, in closing, Gail, what are some things that you'd like to share with the audience about what you do, how they can get a hold of you, anything that you have coming up? You mentioned workshops they can do with you. Where where can they find you and how how does that work? You can you can find me in book sessions at foodrevelation.com. Uh, my email is gail at foodrevelation.com. That's G-A-I-L. No, it's not up there. It's Revelation, R-E-B-E-L-A-T-I-O-N. I am getting ready to start uh, doing workshops uh, in different cities. So my first stop is uh, California. I'm going to be in the San Francisco area. I'm actually going to be there. No West, baby. <laughs> Just okay. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be there for about a month, actually. And I'm going to do a couple of works, at least a couple of workshops there. Um if you want to get a hold of me, you can call me at 469-640-0619. You can connect with me with me at um, Food Revelation on Facebook and also the Evolution of Free Health on Facebook. So I have two Facebook pages. Awesome. I'll be sure to put this in the notes. So anyone that's interested in getting a hold of Gail, not only does she do public workshops, but she also does private sessions. You can book any of those with her through her website or connect with her personally. And uh, Gail, this is really empowering, empowering information. You know, food plays such an integral role in not only the cultures that we belong to, but also just the, the, the actual nurturing and survival of the human species. Exactly. On it. Yeah. So it's crucial. It's the most important thing. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing who you are, what you do, what you're passionate about to empower all of us to be, you know, really connected to the foods that we're eating. Thank you for your information today. My pleasure. Yay. So those of you who are listening, please feel free to share this with your own circle, knowing that 
there's somebody in there that needs to to hear either the blessing, they'll need to prepare a meal coming up soon. Perhaps they're in their own struggle with identifying the kind of foods that will nourish and are most compatible for them. This is something that I think all of us should be well aware of. So please share this on your timeline, share this with anyone that you know. Um, and those of you who are living in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I have a, a workshop actually coming up on Saturday, November 23rd. If you're interested in joining, I, I believe Gail, you're going to be there too, right? Is it? I thought it was tomorrow. No, it's on Saturday. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Saturday, November twenty third. So you'll get to meet Gail in person. Oh, no, there you got two things. I'm sorry. Yes, I'm going to be there too. Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> two things coming up this week. I got them. Yes. Awesome. So you'll get to meet Gail there personally, but this particular workshop I'm I'm facilitating and it's all about creating a circle of influencers, right? Really surrounding yourself with people who can help us achieve our goals, connect to resources and information, or even give us the guidance and support that we need in our journey. So thank you all so very much for tuning in to Time to Come Alive, the special edition, this holiday <laughs> edition and looking forward to connecting with you all in the future. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you.